Today, the Betcha Sub podcast is sponsored by European Wax Center's Axe, the Pink Tax Campaign. The Pink Tax is an extra amount of money women are charged every year for basic goods and services. Boo! Just for being a woman. Yeah, that is for real. Ugh. European Wax Center is known for empowering confident women, and now they're giving back women the tools to claim their worth and take back what's theirs. I love it. I mean, I hate it, but I love that like we're fixing it. Now you know. See for yourself at axthepinktax.com. Hello and welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And for those of you who are just tuning in, the Betches Sup Podcast is your weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that's happened in the news, explained by your two funniest friends. Which is us! Today we're talking about... I don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, there's really nothing going on. Slow day. Yeah, just a really slow day, but I guess we'll figure something out. Yeah. Let's get into it. Betches Media presents... I like beer. I don't know if you do. Okay. Do you like beer, Senator, or not? Uh, my party is going bad. Crazy. Yeah! You're the pop- Alternative facts. Oh, goodness. The Betches Sup Podcast. America! Happy Mueller Report Day. Happy Mueller Report. Happy Redacted Mueller Report Day. True. True. But I felt like, okay, we're obviously going to get into it. Yeah. Should we, let's, should we just get right to what we're getting us through and then we'll get right to the, yeah. the whole Yeah. Okay, Mueller? let's okay. like hold our thoughts on what obviously this podcast yeah. is going to be about <laughs> today. So we can do our two silly stories up uh-huh. top. Just One to of like, them, yeah. I guess they're actually both kind of dark, actually. Yeah. <laughs> okay. um, at least you go first. What's getting you through this week in Trump's America? So what's getting me through this week in Trump's America is this, it's a very, like, honestly, if it's true, it's like a very upsetting story uh, that broke yesterday that Britney Spears might be being held against her will in a mental health facility. So I hope one, I hope that that's not true. Yeah. Cause I'm anti people being held against their will just yeah. in general. Um, but basically the way that this story came out is kind of what I find to be fascinating. And if you want to read all about it, there's an amazing article on betches.com mm-hmm. that you can read. But basically here's the tape. So as we know, Britney Spears checked her. We got reports that Britney Spears had checked herself into a mental health facility because she was dealing with her own father's illness. That came out like two weeks ago. Everyone was like, okay, that, that, like, makes, sense. that makes sense. Wishing her well, et cetera, et cetera. Then this week, a Britney Spears fan Instagram and account and podcast called Britney's Graham exposed very disturbing news mm-hmm. And allegations that they have received that Britney did not voluntarily check herself into this facility and that she has actually been being held against her will until mid uh, since mid-January by her father. So basically, background on this, Britney Spears has a conservatorship. Yes. Her father is like legally... Like her it, guardian. Yeah, exactly. And this means like she can't drive a car and stuff, yeah. which I didn't even realize. Mm-hmm. I thought that it was like... He was in charge of her finances. I didn't realize that like there's also all this other stuff. Well, she's like, it's like anything like getting a credit card. Well, obviously that's fine. But like, you know, things that adults do. Yeah. It kind of like reverts her back to being like a minor. Yeah. It seems like. Yeah. With a lot of it. Okay. But minors can drive cars. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So basically fans have been suspecting that like something shady was going on here because she like canceled her domination Las Vegas residency citing like her dad's health Only issues for like four or five days after she announced it. Yeah. It was like right after she announced it. Um, and her like team had been posting about the, like the concert and stuff since like, like right up until she made this like quote unquote announcement 
that she was not going to do the tour. So it seemed like weird that her people wouldn't like know mm-hmm. like b- up until minutes before about this. Um, Brittany has last time Brittany was seen in public was at an in and out uh, with her boyfriend on January 6th. And apparently she was driving, right? Yes. And so that's part of the problem because she's not supposed to be driving. Then the Britney's Graham podcast uncovered a legal motion filed by Britney herself like around this time that was two days before Britney's own lawyer resigned. Mm -hmm. So very strange. And then because he her father shared the conservatorship conservatorship or whatever with one of her lawyers. Yes. Lawyer resigns. Mm -hmm. Britney has filed some kind of I don't know what exactly the legal motion says, but she filed it. Two days before this resignation took place. Then, two days ago, Britney's Graham posted another podcast episode where they play a voicemail from a former paralegal at the uh, at Andrew Wallet's firm. But this person didn't give his name, but I guess that's the firm that this person like worked mm-hmm. at. Um and they said, they basically is a voicemail that was like, Britney's being held against her will, like all hands on deck. Jesus. Leave Britney alone. We have to save Britney. Now, obviously, this is a voicemail left on the voicemail for like a podcast. So all of this could be like mm-hmm. crazy speculation, but it's just. What I find weird about it is that this has been trending mm-hmm. and there's been no spokesman from Britney or people coming out being like, this is not true. Yeah. It seems like something that could be easily debunked bunked by their team the other thing that i just found super interesting about it is that a lot of it comes from just like how how in in, incensed the the britney stands are like how much they know about her like one of the things that they cite what like that started to tip people off that something was going on is that um Britney Stan said she posted an out of character Instagram post because she only used one emoji and typically she uses a lot of emojis. And they were like, this is extremely out of character for Britney to leave it at just a smiley face. Wow. So I don't know. I hope that I hope that that's not true and that Britney is merely like voluntarily getting the help that she needs. Same. I wish only the best for Britney always. I think she's an artistic genius and a, brilliant performer and yeah. she was you know corrupted yeah i think that our society and, take, and taken taken advantage of yes um i so think that like all of us I as, only yeah i only wish the best for her yeah like all of us as a society we have to like protect her now because we did such a bad job of protecting her when she was but a, a child. vulnerable child yeah. literal child an actual child okay brian what's yes. been getting you through this week in so trump's th- america um it's kind of like an infuriating story. Yeah. So uh, this past weekend was Coachella. Obviously, you guys know that because you can't es- fucking escape it when it happens. Yes. Did you watch the Beyonce doc, by the way? Not yet. It's really good. I'm obsessed with Beyonce, and um, my boyfriend is insisting that we watch it at a time where we can both fully in- like. Yeah. He's not as big of a Beyonce fan, but he's like, let's get, let's have drinks and wine mm-hmm. and like have fun watching it. Like, yeah. Okay. The performance is unbelievable. You're going to love it. Okay. Right. Back anyway, to your thing. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so former GOP congressman, Eric shock, uh, Aaron shock. What did I say? Eric. Oh, Aaron shock. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's get his name. Correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's put this s- bitch on blast. <laughs> yeah. His last name is spelled S C H O C K. Yes. Funny. Rhymes with cock. Mm-hmm. Spotted at Coachella, making out with a guy while um, making out with a guy. So, okay, whatever. Yeah. That happens. However, he's a, 
as I said, former GOP congressman. And while he served as a United States representative for Illinois' 18th congressional district from 2009 to 2015, he was not a pro-gay congressman. Yep. So he voted against adding sexual orientation, gender Mm -hmm. identity, gender, and disability to the federal hate crime protection groups. He voted against the repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell. And then he voted for the Defense of Marriage Act, which defined marriage as a man as between a man and a woman. And since then, since like not being a congressman, he has never renounced these positions. So what happened was, is all of these pictures started coming up of this guy shirtless at Coachella. And then this picture of him making out with a dude with his hand down his pants, not his own pants, the other dude's pants surfaced. And so while I'm not, I'm not like it. You should never out someone. Yeah. And I, I did, but for, but in under circumstances where you have used your power and your career to systematically try and oppress the people that you yes. are now are. Yeah. Is fucked up. Yeah. I saw um, Dan Savage tweeting about this and he was like, outing is a brutal tactic and it should only be reserved for someone who is like, pushing vehemently anti-gay policies while also being in the like by being in the closet like that is the only time it's acceptable to like go Mm -hmm. do that here's one thing i want to say about aaron shock and i think that maybe it could have been rhymes with cock rhymes with cock and here's another maybe clue that he was perhaps in the closet aaron shock is the congressman who spent taxpayer dollars to make a downton abbey inspired office Oh my god, I forgot about that. I didn't he's realize that one, was him. He's the one who redecorated his office to look like the red room in Downton Abbey. That was the clue. And I think that maybe that was a clue. Oh my god. <laughs> when I found that out, I was like, this motherfucker? When when this when, motherfucker. <sighs> the Downton Abbey office motherfucker? We played ourselves. We played We should have fucking known. <laughs> so this known. guy, he hasn't he hasn't made a statement since it's been um coming out. You know, I think the only thing that I could see him doing that might save him some face, at least in my eyes, is being like, you know, I fucked up. I was a morally, morally reprehensible person. Yep. And I regret all that time in my life. And I'm sorry. Yeah. And I'm going to dedicate the rest of my like time and connections and energy to like correcting the damage that I did to a community that I'm actually fucking a part of. Yeah. Also, like, and helping more vulnerable people within that community. Like, I want to see him out here being like protesting trans bathroom bills. I need him like calling up his buddies. The the audacity of this man to be at one of the most Instagrammed and PR placed and so out and comfortable with his shirt off, making out and like basically lewd sex acts in public. Yeah. And also, it's like, cool, it's great that you're benefiting from the fact that your policies weren't fully enacted. Like, like literally, people who worked against the damage that you did are the reason that you can be at Coachella and be comfortable yeah. with men making out, whatever. Like, you have this amazing, like, freedom that people in your community only recently got and that you fucking tried to prevent them from getting. So bye. So bye. So bye. Um, Hope you had fun at Coachella. <laughs> Aaron Shock, rhymes with cock. Okay. It's time. Oh God. <laughs> we're, uh, we're gonna be talking about the redacted Mueller, Mueller report. report today. 
there's a lot of information it's a lot of information guys we probably will have to talk about it again on monday yeah there's gonna be i mean so it's 448 pages long so obviously it has not been fully read by anyone except for like attorney general Barr or like speed readers yeah someone who's really good at reading like um rob Lowe and parks and recreation yes it's like that type of a thing Chris people Trigger. are working on it now but like so i guess we're just gonna take it from a little bit of a timeline yes um so you know a couple weeks ago Mueller handed in the report uh bar took the weekend released a summary and we're like whoa See, like, the fact that he was able to read this fucking 400 yeah. page... Okay, yeah. anyways, bullshit. Mm. So, as it turns out, William Barr, mm -hmm. he met with the White House first and Trump's personal lawyers and showed them this version of the Mueller report. On Tuesday on afternoon. On Tuesday afternoon. Yes. And so, for some context, Bill Clinton asked to see the Star Report an hour before it was released, and the DOJ was like, mm-mm, nah, -uh, honey. You're going to get this when the public is. And another part about this is when 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 the reporters were asking Barr after his press conference, he was like, Mueller made this report for me and it, I can do whatever I want with it. This report report was not for you. It's for yeah. the American people. Yeah. First of all. First of all. And so that that gave the time. This is also just so fucking unprecedented because the DOJ is supposed to be this, you know, independent judiciary yeah. legal thing. And even if the investigate they're investigating a crime, they are not like that has nothing to do with the White House or the president. They're they're not going to go to the White House before it's made public or like things yeah. are happening. Yeah. But for the fact that they did this, they did this when the investigation was into the president himself is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it gave him two days to make his Game of Thrones meme yeah. that he tweeted today. Like, completely <laughs> unprecedented. Basically just reinforcing this idea that William Barr was appointed as a defense attorney, basically, for our current president. Which is, yeah, it's just, there, there's a lot. I, we're going to talk about the conference, the press conference in a minute. So, yeah, basically what happened today then is that Barr gives a press conference at 9.30 a.m. Congress does not get the report until 11 a.m. So he basically, like, once again, tries to predate the public mm -hmm. seeing the report and basically like tell us what to think about it yeah, like put spin on it yeah basically he's Barr has been running interference for the president and telling giving these like huge press conferences and basically telling the public what to think about this thing before we've had the opportunity yes to read it and, and it's uh, he's setting the tone for the conversation and during the during his um press press conference he said the words no collusion at least like six times yeah and you know, collusion is not a crime. That is not a way uh, a lawyer is supposed to like present a brief. Yeah. Um, and also that is just a talking point that the president has been using. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting to think about where the conversation would be and like how it would be being framed if we had all like if the Mueller report had just been released at 11 a.m. today and that was when we got any information about well, it. Like if we hadn't gotten this summary and if Barr hadn't done the press conference, like what would we actually be saying about it? And I think once we get into what it says, we would be saying this is a really damning report really for damning the president. Report. Well, it's also, it's like the reason he did this is so that cable news networks, instead of citing the report, they're just going to cite the attorney general's words. Yeah. Like I was, while preparing for this podcast, um, I was like skipping different news channels and I always check Fox news just to see what the fuck they're saying. Yeah. 
and they were just playing clips of his press conference and what he was saying as yeah. opposed to the facts quotes from the report facts from the report that bill barr he said things that contradicted Mueller's report yeah or like manipulates them with well, legal memma yeah. to like well, or he would be like you know no one knowingly and then he was like well hacking is the crime spreading the disinformation is not the crime yes yeah, so and it's like wait what yeah so basically what he's wh- one of the distinctions Barr tries to make in this press conference is that he's like they didn't physically hack the computers yeah so that's not like that's not a crime but if you spread the inf- like spreading the information isn't a crime but but hacking the computer yeah. would be a crime and so like but is that that's just that doesn't seem right that doesn't seem yes. that doesn't seem correct because you know there's that the, the famous quote of trump saying like oh if you can fi- russia can you find the, the thirty thousand emails and then five hours later the ira is the hacking the dnc yeah we also know that paul manafort was giving internal or i think it was manafort someone in the trump campaign was giving internal polling data to the russians we know that and that's in the report and that's in and, the but report people are saying like you know how, but what would they, they did with it we don't know so is that coordination Today, the Betch Us Up podcast is sponsored by European Wax Center's Axe the Pink Tax campaign. The pink tax is the extra amount of money women are charged every year for basic goods and services. And that shit adds up to $1,351 every freaking year. Yeah. For real. I could be so rich. Yes. Pink Tax is charging women more money on everything from baby bottles to canes. That doesn't just stop there. It's toys, personal care products, clothes, dry cleaning. Yes, even dry cleaning. Yes, dry cleaning. Women are actually being charged more for dry cleaning than men, sometimes for bringing in the exact same shirt. Yeah, that's really absurd. European Wax Center is known for empowering confident women, and now they're giving them the tools to claim their worth and take back what's there. I love it. I mean, I hate it, but I love that we're fixing it. And now you know. See for yourself at axthepinktax.com. The big quote, I think, from Barr's press conference that a lot of people are talking about is basically when Barr tries to say, which we know is that the Mueller report doesn't give a recommendation one way or another. It lays out incidents in which it thinks the president committed obstruction. And then it's basically like, but it's up to the Department of Justice or to Congress to actually prosecute him. Barr has already said he's not going to prosecute him. And he said that this is basically because the m- report couldn't establish a corrupt motive. Yeah. And and they talk about, you know, he, he, he gets into this quote that Elise is about mm-hmm. to read by by being like, you know, when president came into the when the president came into the office, he was under all his FBI investigations, and um, you know you have to think about the context of the situation. Yeah, he says the president was frustrated and angered by a sincere belief that the investigation was undermining his presidency, propelled by his political opponents and fueled by illegal leaks, and that like, but but he still cooperated with the investigation. He says, which is bullshit because. He would not sit down for an interview with Mueller. So he did not fully cooperate. So he's basically just being like, yeah, but like he just did those things because his feelings were hurt. Like yeah. he was just really like you guys just made him really sad and angry and like he lashed out. Yeah, I know. It was like it's like 
you know, put yourself in I put yourself in Becky's situation. She was so angry and drunk when she slept with your boyfriend. Yeah. Don't blame her. She was so confused and like she didn't like she wasn't thinking about it, you yeah. know? Like she just had a bad day at work. You have to put it into context. Like that's yeah. basically what he's saying. And it's like that doesn't fucking matter. No. It, 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 there is your actions are still your actions. And there he tries to work he tries to use this word as corrupt action or corrupt yeah. motive. And it's like that does it if you he still did it also here's here's the other thing uh the Mueller report lays out 10 different incidents where potential obstruction of justice came like may have happened okay maybe you're frustrated and you accidentally <laughs> obstruct justice once <laughs> twice 10 times yeah 10 mm-hmm. these are like it's not like he's he, 10 times a lady he, yes like fool me once shame on you you know <laughs> yeah. fool me twice fool me 10 times mm-hmm. come on I know. it's not you can't be like oh he messed up like that's not or he didn't get it he didn't understand and that brings us kind of to what's actually what we know of what's in the report because obviously more and more is coming out every single second as yeah. people are reading this yeah thing. Um, a lot of what's laid out as far as on the obstruction of justice side in these 10 incidents are basically times where Donald Trump tried to instruct people to stop the investigation, to lie, et cetera, et cetera. And what we see in a lot of these times is that people, specifically like White House counsel Don McGahn, who's no longer in the administration, would be like, no, I'm going to resign. Or yeah. like, no, I can't. you can't do that. No, that's illegal. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And so something funny about this is that after he was told that he should fire Mueller and he called Rance Priebus and was like, uh, McGann said that the president has asked him to do crazy shit. That's a quote. <laughs> and then he said, but he thought McGann did not tell him the specifics of the president's request because McGann was trying to protect Priebus from what he did not need to know. It's in, I mean, it's kind of interesting to hear like how so, like Don McGann did like put his foot down in certain ways. It's just, it's wild to me. Like on the one hand, it's heartening to know that even someone who has agreed to work for Donald Trump has like standards and morals, but it's disheartening to know that a lot of these people have been removed from the administration in favor of people who will do whatever the fuck he wants. And then when the, at the time of this, this happened, the New York times reported on it and Trump called it fake news and it's turned out to be real news. Yep. And you know, there's so many examples of now we know that they lied. Yes. Like there's like another example is, you know, with Sarah Sanders. Yes. Basically, um, Sarah, there, there's a quote in the Mueller report where Sarah Sanders basically had to admit to Mueller's team under oath that she lied to the press. Um, Sarah's had, Sarah Sanders had told the press after Comey was fired that the White House had heard from quote unquote countless FBI agents who had lost confidence in Comey and then she had to admit to Mueller's team under oath here's the quote Sanders acknowledged to investigators that her comments were not founded on anything and so like (laughs) not founded on anything it's technically it's not illegal for her for the White House press secretary to lie to reporters and to lie to the American people but is it right yeah like fuck no yeah and let's think back to friend of the pod michelle wolf Mm -hmm. who called sarah sanders a liar at the white house press like at the white house correspondence dinner and everyone was like wow too far like so rude whatever and it's like oh she actually i mean here's just one of many incidences where she had to lie i'm sure if we put her under oath and made her go back to a lot of her statements we would find that they were not founded on anything yeah so 
Um, so I hope someone fucking asks her about that next yeah. time she goes in front of the press. I, yeah. So let's talk about what the Mueller report does lay out on an obstruction. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff relating to the Russian collusion issue yeah. as well. But let, we're going to focus on obstruction, I think, today for the most part. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll touch on some collusion. Yes. Conspiracy we stuff. obviously will get into the collusion stuff, too. Yeah. But the, the real meat of this thing is on whether or not now basically Congress is going to move forward on any obstruction of justice charges. Mueller does, while Barr says he doesn't lay out any corrupt intent, in the actual report, Mueller does lay out what would essentially be Trump's motive for obstruction of justice. Because obviously, the report concludes that there was not collusion directly between the Trump campaign and Russia. I'm dubious on that, but whatever. That's what's in the report. So what he tries to lay out is like, okay, even though there wasn't collusion, this is what the president was probably thinking. And here's a quote from the report. It says, but the evidence does indicate that a thorough FBI investigation would uncover facts about the campaign and the president personally that the president could have understood to be crimes or would give rise to personal and political concerns. So basically what he's trying to say is that the president obstructed justice so that other things about his personal finances about his literal life of fucking crime yeah. wouldn't come out and he was trying to do it just like he knew that this investigation was going to lead to a oh. political well, yes hang up one, for himself when when he first found out that Mueller was being appointed um <laughs> there's a quote from trump in this and it said, oh, my God, this is terrible. This is the end of my presidency. I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> That's honestly the most abs- astute observation he's made. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. Um, so, yeah, he was like, I'm fucked. And he tried to obstruct justice. Personally, I think it's very clear that these things. That's exactly what happened. But yeah, what's clear to me is not law in the United States. No. So fuck me, I guess. Probably um, not. Okay, another uh, another interesting part of this report is that he he goes he's he's shy of making an actual impeachment referral, but there are two quotes that I've seen floating around where he basically walks right up to the line of making an impeachment referral. Uh, at one point, he says. We concluded that Congress has the authority to prohibit a president's corrupt use of his authority in order to protect the integrity of the administration of justice. So it's like, you guys can impeach him if you want. Yeah. And then he once again says the conclusion that Congress may apply the obstruction laws to the president's corrupt exercise of power of office accords with our constitutional system of checks and balances and the principle that no person is above the law. So I feel like, I feel he, like that's pretty conclusive explicit. explicit to be like, especially like in, 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 in terms of being like he submitted this report with the idea that Congress would make the, um, yeah. referral. And it's basically him being like, by the way, Congress, you can do this yeah. if you wanted. It's your job. It's within your authority. We gave you all the info. Like, that's basically him being like, do it. Yeah. I do think. Well, there was a, and on this note, there was another, there was another one um, that's kind of similar. Mm-hmm. He said on page 382, under OLC's analysis, the Office of Legal Counsel, Congress can permissibly criminalize certain obstructive conduct by the president, such as, Suborning perjury, intimidating witnesses, or fabricating evidence because 
those prohibitions raise no separation of powers questions. Yes. And what's interesting about um, this part is that what we're seeing from the Mueller report is that they were looking into not just like the private shady actions of the president, but they lay out a lot of things that he said publicly yeah. that they believe count as obstruction of justice like um, all of his tweets about how about people being rats and how flipping should be illegal mm-hmm. he tweeted directly things at Paul Manafort about being like he's such a good guy blah 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 like things that were specifically crafted to use his influence as president to use his platform as a Twitter monster to try and influence testimony of professional but potential witnesses and we've seen this weird cognitive dissonance in the Trump era where people feel like things that he does in public can't be crimes because he did them publicly. And it's like, no, yeah, no. To use the president's examples, like if you shoot someone in the middle of fifth Avenue, you still shot someone in the middle of fifth Avenue. Like you did it. Yeah. You did it in public, but you're still guilty. Yeah. And it's like, God, he, cause he just like repeatedly tells people to lie for him. And that, that seems like obstruction too. You know, like yeah. he told, he said, don't, there's no business in Russia. Yeah. There's, you know, um, he told people to lie about the Trump tower meeting. Yes. Um, another th- fun thing about the Trump tower meeting was that Mueller looked into indicting, um, Kushner mm-hmm. and DJ TJ, Donald mm-hmm. Trump Jr. on those, but he felt like he had to have like overwhelming evidence mm-hmm. to, you know, come after the president's son. Yeah. And but another fun tidbit about, Don Jr. in this report. In the ongoing case of Don Jr. being the dumbest boy in the world. (laughs) He, WikiLeaks sent a, this is from the Mueller report, WikiLeaks sent a Twitter direct DM to Donald Trump Jr. A pack run by anti-Trump site PutinTrump.org is about to launch. The pack is recycled pro-Iraq war pack. We have guessed the password. It is Putin Trump. (laughs) Wait, I'm sorry. Yeah. The password for the Putin Trump pack was Putin was Trump. Putin Trump? Yeah. So that would be like if our Wi-Fi password was Betches. Yes. Okay. Um, my password for all of my things is just Elise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so several hours, several, several hours later, Trump Jr. emailed a variety of senior campaign staff. Guys, I got a weird Twitter DM from WikiLeaks. <laughs> <laughs> I tried the password and it works. Um, and the about section they reference contains the next pick in terms of who is behind it. And basically he goes on, he attaches the screenshot. Um, then he DMs WikiLeaks again. He says off the record, I don't know who that is, but I'll ask around. Thank you. Um, on, on 2006, on October 3rd, 2016, WikiLeaks sent another DM to Trump Jr. Asking you guys to help. Will you guys help disseminate a link alleging candidate Clinton has advocating using a drone to target Julian Assange? Trump Jr. responded that he already had done so. <laughs> well, how could... So they think that Hillary Clinton sent a drone after yeah. Julian Assange? And WikiLeaks asked him to explicitly spread that information, and he said, I already did, bro. I got it for you. Cool. So... Yeah, and then cool. and then and then WikiLeaks set them again. Said, "Great to see you and your dad talking about our publications." Song, we suggest your dad tweets this link if he mentions us. And then he did. Great. Well, no, Trump Jr. publicly tweeted it. Trump Jr. has also been on one on Twitter today. He's like, "When are the Democrats gonna apologize to me? I deserve an apology. Well, like there, for fucking what?" There's also parts in this Mueller report that are redacted, and. There's parts where it's talking about how he 
there's they're looking into people who have lied to Congress mm-hmm. and that's redacted. Yeah, so it's like he might be all over. It was this like thing. it was like the the names in the table of contents was like George Papadopoulos, Michael Flynn, Michael Cohen, redacted, redacted Junior, and redacted. we're like, mm, who is who is that? It's like, but it's also it's like yeah, exactly, and yeah. then they're saying like how there's gonna be no more indictments. There's a lot of ongoing investigations happening. Yes, so that means there's no you know, and that's why a lot of this is redacted. You know, Don Junior could very well still be indicted for lying to Congress. Yeah. They, Don Jr. and Jared Kushner are not out of the fucking woods on this one by any any shape, like twist of the imagination. Like mm-hmm. he should not be. I mean, but he's the dumbest boy in the world. He's an idiot. He doesn't know what this says. He's not going to read what it says. Yeah. He's certainly, I mean, whatever. He's truly so dumb and he looks like a wet football. <laughs> <laughs> he does look like a wet football. Yeah. Like one that was out in the sun, but like then like the sprinklers came on and now it's like all fucking weird and you can't play with it anymore. That's Donald Trump Jr. Yeah. Um, but I digress. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So here it is. I have it. It's the application to certain individuals is George Papadopoulos. Next one's redacted. Michael Flynn, Michael Cohen. The next one's redacted. Jeff Sessions. So there are two redacted names because yeah. potentially there are ongoing investigations, whatever. Uh, one thing that I guess we should say is that with the redactions, there are basically four reasons that mm. the the uh, DOJ could redact things. One is grand jury testimony, anything related to like grand jury shit. They can't Which do. Which is precedent. Yeah. That's like, that's the one where um, anything that's redacted for that reason, that's going to be the hardest to get mm-hmm. unsealed yeah. to Congress. Yeah. Because Congress can even see like classified information. Yes. And stuff like that. But Congress actually can't even see grand jury stuff. So yeah. that's going to be the hardest to get like unredacted. There's also stuff related to like classified information, stuff related to ongoing investigations mm-hmm. and stuff where it's like the personal privacy of just like a third party tangential person yeah. would be yeah like someone who like doesn't really deserve to be brought into this shit but some but that's but they're also using that to i think redact certain people to protect them i guess in a way like from embarrassing things that's what they quote unquote said so they could be doing that to protect donald trump jr and jared but congress can pretty easily be like you have to tell us yeah what their name is like you have you have to give us a hint (laughs) and and they're saying that Trump also had like foreknowledge of the WikiLeaks releases. And I, that's why, that's what I don't get. So it's like when, when Barr was giving this announcement, he was using, I feel like he was using the turn of phrases of like, I think I, we kind of touched upon mm-hmm. this, how they weren't physically doing the hacking, yeah. but spreading the disinformation and even coordinating with them to figure out like, Oh, I will tweet this link out from WikiLeaks. Yeah. I don't understand how that doesn't fall under conspiracy to to commit a crime yeah i I mean again like yeah brian and i surprise surprise we're not like legal scholars but so much of this i'm just like this doesn't seem correct like how can there not be grounds for impeachment on this how can how can you say he didn't obstruct justice how can you say he didn't collude like it seemed all of the information it seems like we've gotten all these conclusions, quote unquote, but all of the information just to my logical brain does not back up these conclusions. Yeah. Today's episode of Betcha's Sup Podcast is brought to you by Living Proof. Living Proof. If you color your hair, you know how frustrating it is to spend all that time and money. 
only to have your color fade in a couple of weeks. I'm doing my um, gay hairdresser voice. You sound a little like Cartman. Oh, <laughs> good. That's fun. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> but the scientists at Living Proof have found a way to make hair color last twice as long and look and feel healthier at the same time. It's called Color Care for Living Proof. Did you know that my hair is naturally blonde on the bottom? Oh, wow. <laughs> I, that's Just amazing. Just kidding. I need the shampoo. Color Care is an innovative three-product system that starts with a shampoo and conditioner. They form an invisible shield that protects your color from washing out. Plus, like all Living Proof products, they make your hair look and feel healthier, which protects your color from fading. See, this is what I need because I naturally have sort of like a Hermione-ish texture okay. to my hair. Like I need the Slickies solution that she used for the Yule Ball. Anyway, we can continue with the ad. <laughs> when your color eventually starts to fade, simply use Living Proof Super Cool Color Care Whipped Glazes. They come in two different shades, one for highlights and blondes, and one for darker shades and redheads. Wow. Right? Yeah, so I'll use one on top and one on the bottom. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> These awesome glazes have temporary dyes that make your hair color not only last longer, but also make your hair richer and more vibrant. And I got back into it. Who doesn't want that? I know, right? Name one person who doesn't want that. And the entire color care line is silicone, paraben, sulfate, and cruelty-free, which is one of the things I love about Living Proof most. I don't need animals to be harmed for Mm. my hair. I just don't need it. I would rather you harm human hair. You want humans to be harmed for your hair? Yeah. Okay. Not animals. But Living Proof doesn't do that either, just to be clear. (laughs) (laughs) Make the switch to Living Proof today by visiting livingproof.com slash sup and use promo code sup to get a free sample of their award-winning dry shampoo with your purchase. That's livingproof.com slash sup. Promo code sup. Another fun tidbit that I pulled from the Mueller report is that it looked like... um, a little bit too ironic for it to be funny. Mm-hmm. Um, people, some people um, associate the Trump campaign, um, associated with the Trump campaign, destroyed evidence that the Mueller team could have found useful concerning conspiracy. So they deleted emails. So they deleted emails. <laughs> um, they used encrypted communication. Oh, um, what they said is, what this is a quote from the special counsel report. Um, the office learned that some of the individuals we interviewed or whose conduct we investigated, including some associated with the Trump campaign, deleted relevant communications or communicated during the relevant period using applications that feature encryption or that do not provide for long-term retention of data or communication records. In such cases, the office was not able to corroborate witness statements through comparison to contemporaneous, to contemporaneous communications or fully question witnesses about statements that appeared inconsistent with other known facts. Yeah. So they fucking deleted the shit. They deleted emails. Great. Uh, should we talk a little bit about the reaction so far? Yeah. Um, so I mentioned this earlier. Uh, after Barr was done with his press conference, Donald Trump tweeted out a Game of Thrones meme that I assume he's been working on since he got the report on Tuesday. <laughs> um <laughs> Trump was a crazy one on Twitter today. Yeah. I mean, good. today's his time to shine. Uh Basically, it said no collusion, no obstruction, game over. And I just like, I just don't believe that Donald Trump watches Game of Thrones. No. I think it's too many characters. Yeah, I don't think he'd be able to follow along. I don't think, yeah, I don't think that, I don't think that he'd be able to, maybe. He would confuse Cersei and um, Daenerys all the time just because they're hot blonde ladies. Yeah, he wouldn't be able to tell any of the characters. Mm -hmm. I just thought that she was on the throne. And. The other thing, uh, maybe he watched season one because that was when there was like a lot of just like gratuitous nudity. Mm-hmm. But I feel like now at this point, too many, there, there's too much symbolism, too many interlocking plots. It's too complicated. I don't believe that he's watching it. 
I know. Also, it's not like Game of Thrones is like pro wall. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so it also turns out that um, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi have announced that they are intending to have Mueller testify. Yeah. Jerry, Jerry Nadler, the head of the House Judiciary Committee, he like basically as soon as Barr was done, because one of the things Barr said in his press conference is they asked, like, would you support Mueller testifying? Because technically as a DOJ employee, like Barr would have to say it was okay for him to testify. And he was like, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. And then Jerry Nadler was like, okay, we're asking him to appear no later than May 23rd. Yeah. So get ready for that. Yeah. That's going to be a whole ass thing. We've never gotten like hours of just Mueller talking. I, know. I really hope it. Do we know if it's public? I don't, I feel like it's going to be public. I really hope so. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, I'm there, sorry. there will. I feel like if even if there's a private one, there will be a public one. Yeah. This seems like that kind of. I thing. also feel like this whole Mueller report um, kind of emphasizes the idea of them launching an investigation into the investigation. Yeah, is ridiculous. Yeah, because you know, right at the end of the press conference when of uh, William Barr this morning. One of the questions, the first, the only question and the first question Fox News asked yes. was, so now that this is out, are you going to investigate? And Bill Barr was like, no, no, like we're going to focus on this. Yeah. They were like, well, are you going to investigate like how this, like the origin of this investigation? And he was like, I'm not focused on that today. Yeah. Sorry like, to like keep jumping around. Yeah. But another thing what, that he said that I thought was interesting mm-hmm. was he confirmed the fact that Russia did this. They yeah. influenced our elections. Heavily, yeah. heavily, heavily, heavily had a social media strategy. They hacked, they hacked things. They created fake accounts. They created fake groups. They organized fake like rallies to incite anger and disinformation and incite, you know, um, division, division. And I think, and now that we have Bill Barr saying this, what are we doing to make sure this never happens again yes exactly because bill barr got up there and he was like i'm as concerned as any american would be that this happened and it's like okay so are we gonna have a plan out tomorrow to make sure this doesn't fucking happen again like what are we if if you actually believe this part of the report like what are we gonna do then like what are what are what are the next steps because it's the it's so crazy that like the, now we're like all talking about the obstruction of justice because that's what might get Donald Trump out of office and that's what's like the most politically pressing thing for the president. But this report contains the big, the, what the greatest political scandal. Yeah. I mean, certainly in our lifetimes, but maybe even, yeah. I mean, since Watergate, but also even, even, even with Watergate, like this is literally a foreign nation. Mm-hmm. successfully influencing it's an attack an election it is it's like it basically is a cyber attack on our political system it's in a major major way yeah the repercussions of this will have will go on for decades yeah especially if we're not fucking doing anything about it and we're not trying to do anything because to do something about this would be to somehow like damage the president so the people who are in power aren't going to do anything about this and they're probably low-key assuming well it's like well they're doing it for us so like who cares yeah like i think that i don't think they'd ever come out and say that but i think that that's like what their actual when you dig deep into those brains of theirs they're like yeah but they like did it for us and they want us to be in charge so who fucking cares yeah um i think it's also it 
it doesn't end here. You no. know, thank God, thank God everyone got out and voted and the House was taken by the Democrats. Otherwise, yeah. all of this would just be fucking under the rug. We wouldn't know. Who knows if we would even see this thing? Yeah. Um, they would probably have released something way more redacted because they would know Congress wasn't going to push back on any of the redactions. Mm-hmm. Like, well, we're so lucky that we were able to take back the House. So, and according to this report, Mueller made 14 referrals for criminal conduct outside the scope of his investigation. 12 of which are still secret. There's fucking 12 secret investigations yeah, going on. Yeah, like that, I mean, that is crazy. And so now, you know, where, where, where does a lot of this stand at this moment with people like furiously reading this thing and like building their opinions? Basically, obviously we know the Department of Justice is not going to pursue this. So yeah. now it is up to Congress to either pursue an obstruction charge or not. And basically it's in Nancy Pelosi's hands. Up until this moment... Nancy Pelosi had said she didn't want to pursue impeachment unless there was a bipartisan consensus because we're ahead of an election and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Who knows with what this stuff comes out? I don't think there's anything that's going to get a bipartisan conven- consensus, but there could be the people, the American people could become so incensed by what yeah. is in this report that it could become something where Nancy Pelosi was like, okay, this is politically expedient for us to do before an election. But also part of me is like, maybe just do it because it's right. I know. Like, maybe it won't pass. Maybe it'll... I mean, I hate to say anything. Like, I don't want anything to affect the election either. But, like, this is what's right. This man should not be yeah. the president based think, on what is in this report. I think, it's all, I think what people are, will, are referencing, like, at least, like, Nancy Pelosi is, is, you know, they brought up these impeachment... Like, there was all this stuff going on with Bill Clinton before yeah. his re-election. And I don't know if it, I, I I don't know how much to extend it was Monica Lewinsky, but I know you know there was a lot of investigation. Yeah, the Star Report and in general, Whitewater, it, all that they, shit. They, it seemed like a political attack on him, and he like won despite you know all that crazy shit, like the Whitewater or whatever. Like yeah. I mean, I don't even know the blowjob, the blowjob, the famous blowjob. Um, so I don't know, I don't know what to do. It's also I think that they, sh- I, I I'm like flabbergasted. And yeah. But one thing that Barr said too was that select members of committees in Congress will see an unredacted version, a less redacted version yeah. of this report, which yeah. is good. Yeah, that is good. Um, um that and I mean, yeah, there's obviously there's always a political calculation that has to be made to to anything. What is it worth to get an impeachment bill through the House if it's going to be stopped in the Senate and then it makes Donald Trump be president again? I get that. But there is this part of me that is still like we have a country with values to uphold. And the a a president, you get impeached for high crimes and misdemeanors. If these things laid out in this report aren't high crimes and misdemeanors, if 10 instances of potential obstruction of justice aren't that, if having multiple people from your campaign be indicted and charged and sent to jail, if proof that a foreign fucking government interfered on your behalf, even if you didn't directly text them about it, Mm -hmm. isn't high crimes and misdemeanors like what the fuck is? I know. What standard are we supposed to hold our fucking leader of our country to? It's this crazy thing where it's like they've basically set the bar to like you have to it has you have to have committed like an like an arrestable offense that you can be charged in the legal system. Yeah. But that's not what the standard for impeachment is. No, there technically there is no standard for what impeachment is. Yeah. High crimes and misdemeanors. And it's uh, it. uh, 
they're not going to get Trump on tape saying, I asked the Russians to hack. I coordinated it with them. Yeah. And that's what they seem to be waiting for. Yeah, exactly. They want, I mean, it's basically what Barr laid out. They're like, he didn't physically hack the computer. Yeah. And it's like, okay, but he doesn't know how to use a computer. <laughs> yes. Like that's not, he's not going to do that. Yeah. But he, but there's, uh, I just, I digress. I digress. And um, I just hope, I don't know. I hope something comes of this. I hope, I just hope that Donald Trump stops being the president. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> I want to, f- I think we can begin to wrap. Yeah. But uh, I was wanting to read the two conclusion paragraphs from the Mueller report, the yes. one on obstruction and the one on conspiracy. Yes. Um, I'll read the uh, conspiracy one first. Okay. And then you want to read the. I'll take, con- I'll take uh, okay. collusion. So in sum, the investigation established multiple links between Trump campaign officials and individuals tied to the Russian government. Those links included Russian office offers of assistance to the campaign. In some instances, the campaign was receptive to the offer, while in other instances, the campaign officials tried away. Ultimately, the investigation did not establish that the campaign coordinated or conspired with the Russian government in its election interference activities. And now I will go on to con- co- to collusion, which still doesn't sound great. That paragraph is yeah. Not I mean that's said again. It's like multiple okay. established multiple links between Trump campaign officials. Sometimes and they were into it. Sometimes they weren't. Like, but mind you, a lot of their messages were encrypted or deleted. So this is his conclusion. Full the full conclusion. Because we determined not to make a traditional prosecutorial judgment, we did not draw ultimate conclusions about the president's conduct. The evidence we obtained about the president's action and intent presents difficult issues that would need to be resolved if we were making a traditional prosecutorial judgment. At the same time, we had confidence after a thorough investigation of the facts that the president clearly did not commit obstruction of justice or oh at the same time if we had confidence after a thorough investigation of the facts that the president clearly did not commit obstruction of justice we would state so based on the facts and the applicable legal standards we are unable to reach that judgment according accordingly while this report does not conclude that the president committed a crime it also does not exonerate him which is also really bad yeah so they were basically like listen if we thought he didn't commit this crime we would, we say, would that. say that but eh? he didn't not not do it i i do feel like robert Mueller wrote this in a very intentional way knowing i think observing everything and knowing that if he said i recommend impeachment i conclude he obstructed justice they would have done everything possible to bury this report like yeah. I don't think I think that if he had said those things explicitly that this report would not be coming out. There would be some real shady shit going on, mm-hmm. which is why I think he walked up to the line of saying that he couched it in very <laughs> fancy, fancy language. But like that's in here, you Ugh. know, this, he, he just, had to dance around it. It's, it's, it's also kind of funny how it's like he like walked in and like dropped this bomb and then just like left <laughs> i know i'm genuinely excited to see him like, testify Here you go, bitches. bye it's like snake killed dumbledore bye <laughs> runs away <laughs> you're just uh, like oh my god um also thinking about i didn't even make this connection until ju- we were just talking about it think of the fucking timing of this you know mm-hmm. they're releasing this bar had all the bar had it prepared on tuesday mm-hmm. to be released to the public today is the day before a holiday Yes. Yeah. It's it's Holy Week. It's Holy Week. 
And he, I, I, there is no doubt in my mind that he was like, you know what? I'm going to hold off to fucking Easter and Passover. Yeah. So people will be preoccupied with their family yeah, and stuff. So maybe people will stop talking about this. Tuned into the news as much like da da da, whatever. And this always, I feel like this always fucking happens. You know, with, yeah. you know, they waited till the day after to, to, for Jeff Sessions to resign. You know, all this stuff came out right before like New Year's and Christmas. Yeah. I don't even remember which one it is. It was probably Mattis or some shit. It's just, no, he's like, I'm pulling all the troops out of Syria. Yeah. Like, it's like, whoa. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I do think that if they're adept at anything, it's controlling a media narrative. And again, I come back to what would we be saying if everyone, president, everybody got this report? With no other information at 11 a.m. today. Like, what would with we no be With no summary, with no presser. Yeah, with no one running interference, and no one setting the tone for the conversation, no one setting the talking points. If we all just got it at the same time and read it, I think the conversation would be really different. Imagine, imagine if all of these indictments and all of these, you know, George Papadopoulos, Michael Flynn, um, Paul Manafort, if we had known none of this. Yeah. And it all came out today. We would be losing our fucking minds even more than we already are yeah like it's a crazy report but you have to think like they've been priming us to like twist this and not care about it for a really long time like Mm -hmm. they've been setting the stage for this conversation for a really really long time and we have to like keep that in mind we have we have to remain our shock value you know it's like even like you know the term alternative facts like doesn't make you blink an eye anymore yeah it's like they have they have been prepping us to yes. not be shocked. My sister, last time, when I saw her the other weekend, she said something to me that really stuck with me. She was like, sometimes we have to be smarter than the news. Yeah. And I think that this is a case where like, put 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 your glasses on, mm-hmm. get your take your brain blast pills. Like you gotta be smarter than the news here because they are setting the tone for this conversation. Mm-hmm. We've become desensitized to the truly incredible allegations that are in this thing and we just need to put like our best head on our shoulders and like trust your gut a little bit yeah we're not legal scholars but you can look at something and know what the fuck is up and what the fuck is down yeah and i think you guys are all smart enough to do that yeah as our our beautiful sub listeners so we're gonna keep an obviously keep a close close eye (laughs) on all of this shit yes we'll touch back base on monday Mm -hmm. and if you're not signed up for the betches sub newsletter and you want up-to-date information about what's going on Mm-hmm. Now might be a really good time to head on over to betches.co slash sub sign up and get or, yourself signed yeah, up. For sure. I um, highly concur. We have a special episode coming out this weekend. Yes. Um, it's a 420 episode. Ooh. Um, it has a wee theme, but it's more about drug policy and where we're going and how to get there. I love that. Yeah. That's wonderful. All right. Well, get ready for that. And guys, until the end of democracy, which might have been today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this is the Benches Sup Podcast. Betches.